Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Bird, along with my co-hosts, Jordan Heffler and Ryan Winthrop. And tonight, we have a special guest from Season 39 of Survivor to help us recap the episode, Elaine Stott. How are you doing, Elaine? What's up, everybody? I'm good. They call me the biscuit these days. So. <laughs> there we go. I'm doing good, though. Thank, thank you for coming on. The biscuit. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll get we'll get right to it. Um, pretty uh, pretty simple episode that ended very, very very interesting ending, I have to say. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll we'll go in a chronological order, recapping to start it off. So, the ep- the episode opens up. We have uh, Amber, and obviously she she had last episode gifted the fire token to Rob, which obviously we knew was going to happen. And then yeah. it 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 pans back, and Rob. Uh, is like he, he realized right away that you know Amber was the one voted out and he ended up getting the par- uh, he ended up getting the fire token and he told poverty right away. Um, Ryan, what what were your what were your thoughts on this whole thing? Um, do you think that this helps Rob going forward or what what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think this um, does help Rob because he's trying to build trust with um, his allies. I know Elaine actually we were talking to the guys before this podcast started and when you got your block of votes, advantage when you took out Jason you told your alliance right away as a way to build trust so I do think that Rob telling Parvati was a good move to try to show Parvati I really trust you in this game yeah I agree with that I second that motion so (laughs) yeah Yeah, I was smart he knew the minute he got that token and his old lady was gone and and -hmm. I think that actually messed him up in the challenge he kind of seemed a little uh befuddled you know what I mean he's like the man when it comes to puzzles and he was just stumbling in a I don't know. I, I think it messed them up knowing that old Amber was, was sent to edge of extinction. But yeah, it, it builds trust when you share information like that because information is key out there. And uh, if you can share it with somebody, then it, then it does kind of bond you together with them. The only problem is, is uh, uh, it, the old school and new school against each other. Like, you know, I wouldn't trust poverty as far as I could throw her, but Bye. I guess that he'll find that out sooner or later on whether or not that's going to work out in the long run, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but then another, another thing I want, I, we want to talk to you about. So all these advantages that are in the game so early, um, what like Denise, where she goes off with Ben, she, she, they find the idol. And then next thing you know, Kim finds the idol on the other tribe. Plus Sandra has the idol from uh, the last episode. What do you think about all these advantages that are, that are in the game so early? And do you think that, advantages are going to keep piling up or do you think there's going to be just like a little bit of a break from that just because there's so many it's hard to have so much at once yeah you might end up uh like a with one of them tribals where was it Sari was the only one that didn't have anything and too, soon, asked, Elaine, too soon <laughs> yeah you might you might end up at a tribal council where everybody's got one then what are they gonna do you know what i mean i don't know i i'm personally a fan of old school survivor i i like the uh the less idols kind of thing just because it it goes to my character and who I am like I'd rather just play a loyal game and and just be straightforward but you know that's not the direction in which the show has went and now it's like everybody's idle crazy but I think that I really think that it's just they're going to keep piling up and it's going to make for an epic season having all that and see the key to all of it is it's like Sandra nobody knows she has it you know what I'm saying? Like nobody knows who who gets their their fire token, who's passing it on, and 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 like when well we'll get to it. But when Denise slipped that on the ground, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody knows she has that other than than Adam and Ben, and that's gonna be huge moving forward. You know, nobody knowing what advantage you have, that's gonna be major. Absolutely, for sure. 
And one thing with the with the advantage uh, advantages, especially with the idol, is that there are the two halves of it, so it's not as powerful per se as normal. So like you have to share that information with somebody oh, yeah. in order to have to have to use it. So it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, that puts another little crinkle into it because uh, that's like when when Kim gave Sophie her half, and then immediately they show Sophie doing that confession where it's like, "Yo, Kim shouldn't have trusted me," you know what I mean? Like, and see, that's another aspect of the game. I I literally think that the fire token situation is going to be something that's uh, they're going to carry into seasons to come. You know what I'm saying? Because I really think it puts a, a good twist on it, and uh, it really makes it more like. Uh, social currency in a coin you know what i mean like well i could have used that in my season where i was so likable and they're like yo you need to go like maybe i could have got token after token after token but yeah they they didn't do that shit on island of the idol so (laughs) yeah and i think elaine you actually hit the nail right on the head when you mentioned poverty earlier in this call like i think i'm i think adam had a great episode i think it was a close call for Denise almost giving the idol to Parvati. I would never give Parvati any idols. So yeah, I think Adam did a good job talking her off the ledge and convincing her to give it to him. So yeah, that, that would have been a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, Denise's part, uh, wh- what season was she on? Like what number of season is she considered old school or new school? So she was on Philippines, which is 25. So she's like right on the border of yeah, like old yeah. school. Well, yeah. I was going to say, so, so she, she's, she can work it from both angles. You know what I mean? Like she can go to Rob and them and, and be on that side, but also because she has such a strong allegiance to Adam now and now Ben's on, on her side or whatever, like she can work that from both sides. But I think that would have been a major mistake if she would have given it to poverty. So, uh, I think Adam did a great job. Yeah. Adam, Adam's playing a good game right now. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. She's he saved Denise's butt. I was telling Dylan during the episode that if Denise gave the other half to Parvati, I think that Parvati and Rob would have cut her off that that exact episode. I don't think Denise would have oh, yeah, made counsel. What was that's uh, kind of like how um, Sarah done? Uh, what's her name? Sierra, right? Exactly. As soon as she about the legacy thing, it was like, okay, she's got to go. Yeah, that's that's another aspect of it. It is like you really gotta go with your gut, go with who you trust, and. And yeah, thank God she had Adam whispering in her ear, "Sweet nothings," because uh, she might have been in deep, deep doo doo if that, <laughs> you know, if that would have happened. I don't know. It would have been interesting to see what poverty and them done with that info, though. Yeah, um, and then the other the other advantage that we haven't even mentioned yet is when uh, Natalie found the leave tribal before votes are cast advantage and gave it to Jeremy. Um, kind of a interesting. Has that? Uh, is that how many times has that advantage been on before? Has that is that a new thing or? I, is it once? Did they do it once or is that no? You can kick a jury member out, right? Oh no, yeah, that I, was done once before. Once before. Yeah, I think I actually, Lane, I I need to look it up. But someone on your season went to Island of the Idols, and Robin Sandra. I can't remember if it was um, Jamal or for whether it was um, uh, Lauren. Basically, somebody went to Island of the Idols, and if they won the challenge they got a choice of three different advantages. And one of the choices was this safety to leave tribal vote, oh, yeah. but they, they didn't pick it. So it, we haven't seen it play out yet. Uh, what Was that Janet? Didn't Janet? Yeah, I, I, think she, it, I think it was Janet. He mm-hmm. turned it down, which I thought down. was foolish. She turned it down. And if, if she would have, you know, if she'd have tucked that in her pocket way back when, come the end of the game, who knows? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like she, she chose not to because she wanted people to trust her. But, you know, it, it, if, she was giving off the the older lady, nice, not really lying vibe anyway. So if she was smart, she would have done it and then lied about it 
and then kept it to herself and carried that all the way to whenever she felt uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And it, it might have saved her, but she she felt comfortable and that was her downfall anyway. So who knows mm-hmm. if she'd have done it, whether that had played out. But yeah, I, I actually I went outside whenever Natalie got that. So did she find it on Edge of Extinction? As yeah. uh, and then she I hate the B word. Who came up with that bequeath? Be- bequeath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who came up with this shit? Like they need to but anyway. So she gave it, so she sent it to Jeremy on on um the, the main island, and that's how he ended up with it. Is that how it worked? Yeah, and it caught it was just one fire token like it was for Sandra, so he bought it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and somebody had asked me, I'd done Rob Rob Sister Nino's podcast, and and somebody yeah. had said, like, what happens if you know you're in the majority i mean in the minority and they asked you to pull your tokens together and like say sandra where she had already spent hers and they were like well, what would what would happen because then the, the, she would be found out and my thing is is like sandra's a savvy enough player that if that it came up she's not just going to out herself she would try to figure out a way around that or come up with a, a, a plan b or you know for my season plan z but uh same thing with Jeremy. Like he he did the right thing in the moment by by doing that. You know what I'm saying and spending that token, because uh, you you can't plan for shoulda coulda woulda things. Like you need to plan for right now, and that's what the man's doing. So I think I thought it was a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in one of in obviously the gameplay is just so fast that like you gotta just you gotta just plan as if like anything could happen in any tribal. You never know. So definitely smart to spend the one token, um, especially when you know you could possibly get you could get another one whenever yeah. somebody gets voted out if you have a good enough relationship but um moving on from the advantages i think what the best the best scene in this whole uh this whole episode was tony climbing up on that on the made up ladder um, oh that's a redneck ladder if i've ever seen one boy he made a redneck ladder for sure that's crazy a, a ladder of chaos as karishma would call it mm-hmm. it worked <laughs> that's nuts dude that's nuts yeah, Jordan's like the biggest, he's the biggest Tony fan I've ever seen, so I'm sure Listen, he was, uh... Tony's great I, it was TV. Like half, he's great TV, go ahead, awesome. I'm sorry. It was incredible. Have you gotten to uh, meet Tony ever? No, I've not got, I've not met him yet, but I'm hoping I'm, I'm uh, gonna go to the finale in May, so hopefully I'll get to see him there. Uh, there's a lot of people I haven't met, you know, this is my first go around, I'm a rookie, so it's like, uh, I've, I've met people here and there but i've i've met ben and adam and uh, i got to meet penner and some old school players and you know robin sandra was on my season but no i'd like to meet tony that's tony's a nut well i need some of that energy he got <laughs> yeah seriously you can give some to pretty much everyone else in the world <laughs> you have enough still uh, yeah for what, sure what would so being being with Robin Sandra on Islands of the Idols. What was your whole thought when that whole thing went down in the first episode, where they didn't tell each other that they were going to be on the season? What were your What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, when it first happened, I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Yo, they made this up. Like, they come up with this because they are so intertwined throughout the the history of the show that you'd you'd be a fool not to think that they had something. You know what I'm saying? So I thought, well, maybe maybe they were coming up with this little side thing saying oh he didn't tell me and this this and this but after oh, talking like to Rob says, you know I, I don't know i think he, i think he might be right i think rob probably did keep it to himself and uh he he uh he's got himself a bit in a jam because now sandra's mad and you don't want sandra mad at you i can just tell you that <laughs> they were mad at me her and rob both were mad at me and i was like no sandra don't be mad i'm i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah i, I didn't want to be on the end of that wrath you know 
I like that theory, though, Elaine, because I was saying to uh, Dylan and Ryan, why wouldn't Rob tell Sandra that he's going to be on the season? They could have had a really good thing going. They could have used each other as shields, could have formed a tight alliance. So I actually well, do like that angle that maybe they were kind of being sneaky about it. Yeah, see, that's that's what I thought when I first heard it. And she's like, Rob didn't tell me. And I was like, yo, that can't be true. Like, they're coming up with some next level you know, I'm mad at you kind of thing, just so throws people off the scent. And, uh, but like I said, I did a Rob ca- a podcast with Rob last week and uh, he kind of talked me out of it. I seen what he was saying and he's like, yo, if, if that was true, Sandra probably would have said something about it in her confessionals and stuff, or, you know, they've been doing pub- publicity for 40 and she would have mentioned something about it, you know, like kind of like Tyson, where he said he started spreading lies on the plane over. So after the fact, why wouldn't she tell the truth if that was the case? And and I can see his point. So now I'm starting to think, well, maybe he didn't tell her. And uh, it actually does them a favor, though. It, it does them a favor in the sense that if people think they're butting heads against each other, it helps them, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it should should definitely ha- uh, if they both I guess end up on the same tribe and a tribe swap or both make the merge, but uh, to move to move on um, and then so Tony Tony obviously is gonna get a lot of airtime, but after that uh, after that whole ladder scene, he he was right back with Sarah and the cops are us alliance. So I was definitely uh, happy to see that. Um, definitely a big throwback to uh, season twenty eight with that. So we'll see if uh, Tony and Sarah stay true to each other this time. <laughs> Well, see, that's the first thing I thought when I seen the two of them was on a tribe together. It's like, yeah, I know they played and Sarah went home in that duo, but, you know, they still have that history together of playing together. So, like, when they were talking about the couples, like, you know, Jeremy and Natalie were a couple, Robin, Robin and Amber were a couple, and this, this, and this. When they were talking about all these couples, like, I, I, nobody said S- Sarah and Tony, which surprised me because they had a rapport, you know what I mean? Like, they had a connection the first go around, and and – so I just I, I was surprised that nobody they're not on anybody's radar, so to speak. I was surprised by that. But yeah, he went straight back to his girl, started doing old school things like he did before. You know what I mean? I'm here for it though. I think that Tony's a nut, dude. Like I'd yeah. like to have build me a spy shack and be on the island. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I watch I love to watch I, it go down. Yeah. Yeah, no, Tony's doing a great job. I think you're right, Elaine. He's definitely being more chill more calm this time because he knows in game changers it got him sent out second um but he's staying around camp he's being the goofball he's showing his true colors i think people are liking what they see about tony and they know he doesn't have an idol so they can trust him more and i mean look first he was building spy shacks and he was building spy bunkers now he's a ladder he's building spy tree houses so i'm excited for his tony 3.0 Dude, I would not be surprised in another couple episodes if he wasn't sitting in the top of one of them palm trees, like above the well or something, just posted up like a deer stand. You know what I mean? I could just, I could just see Tony doing that, and I, I would love to see that happen. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like, like you, like we, uh, we mentioned before, moving on to the immunity challenge. Um, as Ryan noted, that this is a challenge that had been actually played in the past. Ryan's like the survivor history book he just remembers every single oh, thing really? so ryan remembered that this was a this was apparently the, the same exact challenge as the first immunity challenge in kagayan which is uh, tony and sarah tony and sarah which is pretty cool um and i really thought that rob was rob and denise were going to come back and and you know win that puzzle and they just i i think he just like they just like panicked and thought it was just way harder than it was so they probably just thought that they were thinking ahead and the next thing i know boom 
Yeah, no, I swear, dude. I think I think his old lady getting voted off messed him up. You know what I mean? Like when his woman went home, he's like, dang, uh, he got all all bamboozled, as Richard Hatch would say. Yeah, like he was all befuddled. Uh, I think he just couldn't. And then you know you got Tony over there clapping and carrying <laughs> on. And and when you're in a challenge, it's funny because. I never thought of it before. Like when I watch stuff on TV and I, I would see Jeff on TV and he's screaming and yelling and this, this, and this, like, I've never hardly heard him at all during challenges. Yippee. Like I just, it's like, you, I just zoned out, you know, I, I hardly heard him at all. So uh, I don't know if Tony Clapp and carrying on like affected Rob, so to speak, but it was pretty funny watching him do it though. I know that, but yeah, Rob just got, he just, they just blowed that man big time. That's crazy to hear you say that, Elaine, because I think that if I was doing a challenge and I hear Jeff screaming in my ear, I'm thinking, like, shut the hell up, man. I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to save my entire tribe on this. I'm, I'm shocked you can zone him out that easily. Yeah, well, there was a few challenges, and in, in, in I can remember the challenge where you roll the ball and, and, and you land it. I, I made one ball. I didn't make two of them. But Missy made two balls. Well, she had made a couple tur- a couple throws at it. And uh, she actually took the ball and threw one that went under the table into the woods. And Jeff said, Missy throws it in the woods. And she told Jeff to calm down. Or I don't remember what it was she said to him. And uh, Jeff had something real quick and real witty to say back to her. So there were a few times when when him, because he's like, Missy, this, you know, there were a few times when people got rattled or whatever. But me personally, I never did hardly hear him. I just, I don't know if I was just, I don't, I don't know. When all this jelly starts shaking, I can't hear shit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually saw after last episode, Dalton Ross has been posting like the, the videos on Twitter of like because he was out there for the filming. And he actually posted a video from the first immunity challenge. It's very weird to watch it when there's no like music in the background. And like the only thing you could hear is like jeff's voice but everyone just like it's just like it's such a different viewing experience when you see it from that perspective so it is yeah. interesting that you say that yeah it's it's totally different and and you know you guys don't see it but there's there's a hundred cameras you know like like literally like a hundred cameras all the way the length of the challenge all on one side and like when you're in the water there's boats all around you and there's a hundred people watching you do whatever you're doing and uh if you allow that to affect, I could see how it would like affect players and performance and, and you know what I mean? Like get nervous and whatever, but I wasn't never very good at any of that crap. Anyways, <laughs> it bothered me none. I mean, I did go with the redneck game, you know, the one I did go with that one, but yeah, I can see how that would affect you. And, and, but for me, I just, I just tuned it all out and it didn't bother me for some reason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely interesting to hear. I would not be able to. I would probably not be able to tune it out as easy as you did. But uh, to move to move on to uh, the strategy portion right after tribal. So I think the whole big storyline of this whole after tribal um, tribal council, like the, like after after the challenge, the big storyline is like going into the season. None of us. A lot of people expected like a bunch of huge threats to be voted at first because the gameplay was going to be so top notch. Nobody really expected a slip up like Danny had, so that was definitely um, pretty something. Just a major unexpected thing um, right off the bat today. And I think that any time that somebody does something along the lines of what Danny did tonight, it's just a, it's just an excuse for everybody else to just say, "All right, I'm here for one. I'm here. I'm here tonight, and I I'm safe." Like they're just going to yeah. resort right to that right away. 
Yeah, she had a no-brainer, basically, as we're, it's kind of like Dean when he's like, yo, let's split the votes <laughs> right in front of Karishma, who was the other split, you know? <laughs> it, it, Yeah, it's a total, total mistake. And where she was kind of feeling a little antsy and not feeling, um, not feeling that poverty hadn't talked to her and she got a little paranoid. So she started having a few conversations, which kind of made her look worse. And then when she made that slip, that was like super. I still think it was a mistake, though, to go for Danny. I, I, I just, I mean, I would have, I would have shot for Robert Poverty if it was me. But yeah, that's. No, good. It, what, are they, what are they? What are they thinking? How can how can you not go for Robert Robert Poverty? And how could they not go for Sandra last episode? The three biggest threats in the game. Yeah, well, I think Edge, you know, because the battle back comp. I think that they're. I don't want to say they're they're kind of holding and waiting, holding their cards, uh, but I would think that that's what they're doing. It's like, all right, we're we're gonna vote Danny out, the new school. We're gonna vote Danny out because technically it's taking one of their people away. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when I vote voted Chelsea out. I didn't want to vote. <clears throat> I didn't want to vote out Chelsea, but I had just found out they were in a five person alliance, and Missy and Aaron and Elizabeth Dean and Chelsea were in alliance. And Missy and them was wanting to take out one of their own people. You see what I'm saying? So I got on board with it because it wasn't me or like Tom or some of my people. And I was like, all right, well, if they want to cut the throat of one of their own, then okay. Even though I thought it was a mistake, I still done it. So I think in a sense, like that's kind of what they done. It's like it gives Rob and them, makes Rob and them think that they're getting what they want by getting rid of Danny because she's so back and forth wishy-washy. But on the next turn, the next go around, like they're up, like new school's got them. You know what I'm saying? Like new school has old school. So it would be easy to pick them off from then. So it's just kind of like keeping the peace for now. But I still don't know why you wouldn't take a shot. Like, ah, you know, I just, yeah. I would take a shot. Just like go, go big or go home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so but they're playing for two million, so it's like, man, they're trying to be super smart about their decisions, and they don't want to make rash decisions. And let's say you kick Rob or Poverty, and you send them to the edge, and and you know, they give whoever I, I don't know. It just so many things can go wrong by getting rid of them. I think they're just playing it safe for right now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think that. It's all winter, so you have to go big or go home. So I think Rob is a good move to go for, but I think Danny is a safer move because Rob can help you win challenges. It's less likely that Danny has an idol than Rob has an idol. And now that you went up in the numbers, you can just take him out next week with no problem. At least Danny's a safer vote for the whole tribe. So I see your point there. And I do agree. I think that Danny did mess up in terms of talking too much and trying to overplay. But I do think this comes back to uh, a lot alliance maintenance and just like maintaining your relationships because I do put some blame Elaine on um, Parvati, Rob and Ethan for not keeping her closer and letting her slip away like that. It kind of reminds me of when Missy got voted out at the split tribal where you go to, um, you go to Karishma and you go to Tommy and you say, look, I feel like I'm on the bottom. So I feel like alliances need to do a better job. And I expect winners to be better at this, to maintaining their alliances, not, not letting people feel like they're on the bottom. Yeah, I think they thought that, you know, Danny, Danny's like way old school. You know, she hasn't played in a New York minute. So I think they thought just by doing that, those few conversations with her, that she was going to be good. You know what I mean? And that just wasn't the case. The, the the not talking and this, that, and the other, listen, the paranoia, like it, it will get you. I'm telling you, like y'all don't see it. It's even more crazy. Like when you're there than what you actually see on TV. And, uh, 
So I can see how she got paranoid by people not talking to her because I felt that I felt that in my first few days. It's like, yo, I'm not really they're going off and doing strategy talk and they ain't asking me to go. So like that that made me think. And me and Chelsea have this argument all the time. I asked Chelsea to go get wood with me one time. She called uh I call it him hauling. She kind of him hauled around. She's like, oh, uh, uh, and she done it. On, uh, and I asked her, I waited a few minutes and I asked her again and she done it again. And from that one little thing, when Missy throwed her name out, I was like, yo, you know, remember how she him hauled the other day? Like maybe I, and I just found out about this lion. So I was like, yo, this girl's got to go. So the paranoia can get you and it can, and you, that mouth can get you in trouble faster than anything. And, uh, I, I just think that, that robbing them, which I don't know why they found her so expendable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, I don't know what were they're thinking their game's going after Danny's gone as far as numbers are concerned. I don't, which Rob and them are super smart, smart, and maybe they're seeing something I'm not. But to me, it was, it was stupid for them to get rid of Danny. They should have pushed for Ben or something because that kept one of their people. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? So I think a thing that has been like, sh- I'm, I'm not going to say shocking, but just like, I didn't, I didn't like think about it preseason is, like how confident Rob comes off and he's just like every single move he makes, he's so sure of himself. And you could see that a lot of the new school players are so they're, they're so like, they're like kind of afraid of him. And they like, he, he says something, I think that he just pretty much feels like no matter what the numbers are, the game's going to be changing so fast that they can maneuver something. But, um, and you even saw at the tribal council when he's like, when he's like, everybody pick up, everybody pick up your bags and turn them upside down. And everybody everybody flip their bag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But dude, that's crazy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I, can't believe I was going to ask you what, what you would have done if you were in Denise's situation tonight. Where I would have I done the same thing, but you know how you flip your bag up if you hold the bottom? You know what I mean? Like you pick it up from the bottom, like and instead of just having your bag like this, when you grab it by the bottom, you squeeze it. So if you had your idol in the bottom of it and you squeeze it and you flip it up, kind of like holding on to it, you could have done it that way too, but she she done it good. Like yeah. she held on to it. I I would have flipped my bag out because if you choose not to flip your bag out, you, you're guilty. You know what I mean? If you choose. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like everybody, because they are so scared of him because he called him out. And because his all his old school people who knew they didn't have one got up and done it. Like you can't be the one person sitting out and be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I don't think that's right. Then they'd be like, oh, you got it. Even if you didn't have it, like you just put a target on your back. So you have to flip your bag out. But. You, she's smart, but see me, I just slip stuff in that old redneck pocket and be like, you, you get this out of here. <laughs> yeah, they made a mistake by putting it in their bag. You put it in your redneck pocket. I'm learning so much from you, Elaine. Redneck pocket, he hauling, New York minute. Oh, it's called him hauling. Him? What I say? He haul? Yeah, you say he haul like you on like he haul, you know. Him haul. Yeah, him haul. It, it's kind of like you poke around. You him haul. You know, you piddling. You know, it's it's okay. stalling. Okay. You're stalling. Back to the uh, the tribal though. Like you were saying, people that aren't gonna flip their bag are gonna have a target on their back. I'm shocked that nobody caught on to Adam, who was pretty much arguing with Rob. Why should I have to prove I don't have an idol? I mean, nobody was questioning him. He no, he was the one that obviously had the idol. How did nobody pick up on the fact that he was being defensive and trying to hide something? Well, I think because he did flip his bag. Now, if he had said those same words and he didn't flip it, then the target would have been on him. But because he did flip his bag, but he was trying to say, hey, why are we having to do this? I shouldn't have to prove whatever. 
you know, Rob immediately said, do you have the idol? You know, and he's like, no, I ain't got it. I flipped my bag open. So, yeah, it, I I see why uh, you would say that. But because he flipped his bag out, I think that's the only reason why it didn't get more attention than it did. But because everybody's so worried about shaking their bags out, you know, this, that and the other, they totally missed Denise yeah. putting that off to the side and then putting it back in, you know. She's wicked smart. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wicked smart. That was a good job though. Yeah. I, I also, another thing that I want to bring up from tribal is, uh, I think that like Ben, I don't, Ben was just like all over the place. And I'm pretty, I when, when, when Rob had, when Rob had whispered into Jeremy's ear, I was like, Oh, are they, are they going to try to flip on Ben now? And I, Rob like has it out for Ben. They like, he, I, I feel like Ben, I, there's, there's going to be something that's going to end in some type of way eventually. But yeah. yeah, I Ben Ben's gotta like be careful because he he said some things over the last two episodes. And I was like, oh wow, dude, he's like he's like a little kid. Every time he gets around Rob, he starts stumbling and bumbling. I might have to message my boy Ben and ask him what's going on because mm. he's nervous. You know, every time Rob starts like it's like when your dad comes in the room, you're like, you know what I mean? Like you just straighten <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? Like Ben just starts snitching on everybody. You know, like. Yeah, he he uh he almost shot himself in the foot running that mouth too much and, and talking too much, but but what he was saying was true. But see, that's what's so great uh, about Rob's game is when you start doing that to Rob, then Rob starts pointing fingers and saying, "Hey, what about this?" and "Hey," and uh, people listen to Rob when he speaks. Whereas you, if you're a new school person like my boy Nick, like he didn't get much airtime tonight, but I'm sure that whenever he comes up with an idea, it's not going to go over as well as say, like if Tony's coming up with an idea, it's just perception, you know, and, and people perceive to be Rob isn't well as an idol and, and Ben's just some redneck from Iowa or where, you know, it's, uh, it's weird how that happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something that I also think that Rob now, I, they haven't mentioned this at all, but I'm kind of, I have it like in the back of my mind is that, Rob and Jeremy do have like a prior relationship, um, not from any season, but I just know I know that they like. Was was Jeremy part of the part of the poker thing or no? Poker. Yeah, he was in the prior. Right. right. So like when Rob whispered in Jeremy's ear, I think it's possible that they may be talking more than the camera's showing. So maybe Rob feels like down the road he could use he could possibly sway Jeremy over to their side. Um, that's just something that's always been in the back of my mind in terms of just numbers, old school, new school. Well, I think I think Jeremy doesn't. He has that philosophy, kind of like Dean does, like the meat shield philosophy. Doesn't he? Doesn't he pack that? In yeah. his So you know, if you think about their tribe and and you get rid of Rob and poverty, like who you got left on that tribe that's like a big target? Jeremy, right? Like Jeremy's a big dude. He he's he's strong, physical in competitions. Like he's super smart. You know what I mean? Like so, I I think in his mind. And probably a few of the others, like in their mind, keeping Rob around, that that's what I try to pitch. It's like, keep me around because I'm a target. You know they're coming after me. Keep me. That way it guarantees that you're getting, the, like if we go to the next tribal, you know I'm on the block, not you. So I try to pitch that when I went home. And uh, if they would have listened to me, who knows how the game would have went. You know what I'm saying? But I think maybe he might have a little bit of that. He might be thinking a little bit of that, you know, keeping Rob around is a little bit beneficial because people's always going to come after Rob. Yeah, Jeremy was one of like the first people to like have that strategy in his season where he kept Joe around as long as he could. He kept Wentworth around pretty much until she could she could go and that that he ended up winning. So I, I definitely yeah. think he, he definitely has that in the back of his mind also. 
No, that's a good strategy. See, for me, I could never figure out. Uh, nobody wanted to sit next to me, so I could never figure out like how to sell myself to get myself to the end. I just, you know, it's like I had to pull a bin and, and win her out. You know what I mean? And uh, it just, you know, I'm busted can of biscuits. It wasn't happening. <laughs> I you won one, Lane. You won a challenge. I did. I won one, and I was actually really close on a, on a few others. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it just wasn't in the cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't blame nobody but myself. It just wasn't meant to happen. But, you know, if, if you have that target like a Joe, like Joe would have to win every single immunity to make it to the end because nobody's taking them. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like that's what I had on my season is like once it got down, it's like I would have had to win every single thing in order to get to the end. And uh, that's a hard road to hoe right there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> what do you say? It's a long road to hoe? <laughs> Lord, boys, you got to get you a one of them country dictionaries. Yeah, seriously. It's, a, it's a long road to hoe. To hoe, okay. You ever work in a garden? I, I do some yard work in my house. <laughs> well, like a big garden, like, you know, plant corn, plant green beans, you plant cabbage, you know. He, well, he's, anyway. he's from Philly. I'm from New York, and Ryan's from New York, so we're not, oh, uh, yeah. not I don't in know what I'm talking it. about. Well, when you're in the country and you plant a garden, you gotta you gotta hoe the rows. You gotta hoe it, you know, with a with a hoe and get all the weeds out, this, that, and the other. What you the what you hate is when you gotta do a long row. You know what I'm saying? That's a bitch. I like them short rows because it's not <laughs> as much work. It's not as much work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's just a country term. I'm, I'm y'all gonna teach y'all a few by the time it's over. Y'all gonna be saying things like uh him hawing and <laughs> and lot. all kinds of yeah be using busted can of biscuits and uh what was it oh did y'all did y'all listen to rob's sister nino's podcast i'm gonna do it i'm gonna listen tomorrow Elaine. yeah I, I did i did not uh you know there was a question asked uh that whenever the, the season first started i was sitting i was talking about going to competition and i said uh i said don't let me forget my drawers when we go to this comp or i'm gonna be blank in the free world. And so like, there was all this debate on what it was I said and, mm-hmm. and everybody was, you know, what did Elaine say? And, and he actually posted the thing. He's like, yo, ask questions. You know, you want me to ask Elaine. And that was one of the questions. And I, I, you know what I said? <laughs> I said, don't let me forget my drawers. Cause if, if you do, I'll be free lipping in the free world. And they like to die, dude. And I, and they had never heard that before. And I was like, you never heard that. And they're like, no, like, what in the world? I said, well, I'm a girl, not a boy, so I'll be free living. And they was like, holy shit, you're nuts. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to listen tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I was telling Rob, like, you know, I, I burn couches in the front yard and have bonfires, and I do whatever the hell I want up on the hill, basically living out in the sticks and uh, I, I'll hell I mow my grass in my, my drawers if I feel like it. And uh, I don't recommend it. Cause when you come inside to get a drink of water and you walk back out, you burn your ass on, <laughs> on that hot ass seat. You know what I'm saying? But I live out in the middle of nowhere. I live out in the middle of the country and I don't have any neighbors. I live on a, a hundred acre farm. I don't have anybody that lives beside of me. So it's not like anybody can see up here. So I go outside naked all the time or whatever. Cause you know, it's not when the kids are around or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But, but when I was by myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rob just couldn't wrap his head around it. You know, he was like, what the world? So. Oh, Rob. <laughs> There's nothing better than being home alone and walking around naked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you know, my, my old lady, she just moved in, uh, uh, back, uh, in the summer. Uh, she, she had her own place. And when I came back from survivor, we rented her place out and she moved in with me. So I've been living by myself for years and, uh, literally by myself, you know? So now that she's moved in, I can't do some of those things with the youngins running around, but you know, back in the day when I was a bachelor, you know, I'd do whatever I want. (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun living in the country and and it's a totally different experience. And that's what I was telling Rob. I was like, yo, you can come to my house and we'll burn a couch and drink a beer and, and party rock all night, you know? So <laughs> I'm sorry. I get sidetracked. You got to loop me back in. I'll get, I'll talk all no, night. I about stuff. Yeah. I, I love to hear this stuff, <laughs> but before, before we wrap up, uh, how do you think things are going to play out from here? What do you think is going to happen in the coming episodes? Any predictions you have? Uh, man, I think it's going to be, it all depends on, like when when it is they're going to have people from the edge come back because, uh, you know, if, if they have them come back earlier, then they'll probably go a couple more episodes and then a comp to come back in. Or like if they're going to do it later or do it twice or you know what I mean? Like so those are all things that I'm curious to see will happen if it's the the first one, if it's where they have them come back soon. The people that go to the edge the next few times is going to be pretty interesting. And from from Rob's tribe, I think that uh, I think the new new school people are going to band together. And I think maybe poverty or Rob might be the next one or two out if uh, that's how Jeremy choose to go. Because, like I said, Jeremy's got that meat shield mentality, so he might not want to cut Rob. And then if they do that, and then in the next couple, it'll be interesting to see if they cut Rob's throat and then a couple episodes, they have the battle back comp and he wins it and comes back like that would be some shit. And then for the other, for the other tribe, uh, I honestly think that, uh, I, I think Tyson's in trouble. I think that, uh, anybody that wasn't in that, uh, who is it? It's, it's Wendell, Nick. Sophie Yule, I think the four of them are going to start really like controlling things. Uh, I think you got a taste of it. The first episode, I think they're going to start controlling it a little bit more, especially, you know, uh, with, with Sandra, she, she, in the first episode she came and she was like, yo, Nick, you're going, Tony, you're going. And then the focus automatically went to Tyson, but I don't necessarily think that she's like in, you know what I mean? I I don't know if she's in, so I'm curious to see if she's going to be on the outs. But from the previews I've seen, it seems to me like uh, Tyson and Sandra are going to be pitted against each other. And all that does is solidify Yule and and Nick and Wendell and them because it's like the people on the outs are battling against each other for that next spot. So I I don't know, dude. It's going to be so much fun to watch because I think this season is just going to be epic. And I think like, you know, this one was a little low key or whatever, but I just think they're going to start ramping up from here, especially the more people you get on edge and those, you know. That'll be interesting to watch too. Yeah, I don't sure. know. I'm I'm here for it. It's gonna be good. It'll be next level. Yeah, next level. Going to the next level. It'll be good, man. Yeah, I don't I'm know ex- what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the rest of it, so for sure. Yeah, it's it it it's uh the twist and then like okay, so Danny goes out, she she give her coin to who was it she give her coin to? Denise. Denise. So Denise has now got an idol, plus she has two two fire tokens, right? Um, and then, yeah, like she's coming in with the bling, like DK chilling, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so I don't know, dude. It's going to be so much fun. I think Adam and Denise has got a really good grip on the game right now. Ben needs to calm his role some, though, because he's going to put his foot in his mouth. If he keeps going – because, listen, if you can't feel you can depend on somebody and they're kind of wishy-washy, it makes you question their loyalty. And when you start having your loyalty question, that's it's just a matter of time before you get going, mm-hmm. you know. That's just my opinion. I'm no expert. I didn't win the damn thing, so it's not like I know what the hell I'm talking about. You know a lot more than we do, so we appreciate it. Now, y'all know just as much as I do. I just actually been on the island, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's fun to set back because, you know, you set back like I'm home now, and I'm watching Nick's season, so I'm rooting for him, obviously. But I set back and I think about, like, Oh, what would I do with this? And what would I do with that? And the truth is, you don't know what in the hell you're going to do until you're in the moment. You know, like Ben could have, he probably never would have said that, oh, when Rob talks to me, I'm going to be like, he wouldn't have said he'd have done that shit. You know what I'm saying? But in the moment, he just panicked. You know what I mean? In the moment, he was like a little kid. And, And that's the thing about Survivor is you have all these opinions and all these ideas and this mindset of, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you get out there and you don't do any of that. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's a really interesting game, and it, it's it's one that's super fun to play, but also, like, it'll drive you freaking bonkers for sure. Like, <laughs> drive you nuts, just the paranoia and not knowing who you can trust, and you're hungry, cold, and tired, and, and, and like, you know, with me, I, I had lost my mom, and I was super emotional. I didn't know who I could talk to about whatever, and, and uh, I went for I, – I focused more on the, the finding me and the adventure of it as as Tommy focused on the million and uh you know I still lasted 35 days but that just makes me think like man I wonder if I can go out there and actually focus on the game like maybe I can win the damn thing you know you never know mm-hmm. I need to get me a core alliance going into it and I might just take it home you know what I'm saying? so we'll see but yeah so- it's it's totally different it's totally different from watching it to playing it. it's totally different mm-hmm. so to cl- so to clarify you're saying you would play again Oh, hell yeah, I'd go tomorrow. Jeff, you call me if you watch this podcast, <laughs> Jeffy. You call me, and I'll come running. Yeah, I would love to play again. It's, uh, I, I, like I said, the first time around, it was, uh, it was something I thought of for 20 years and I wanted to do. And when the opportunity came up, there was no way I was passing up, even though I was so emotional and so whatever. There was no way I was passing up. And so when I went out there, I was looking for perspective. You know what I mean? Like once you get to a certain point in your life where you have things that happen to you, it makes you refocus and think about things that you necessarily might not. And what kind of like hanging out with certain people or meet, talking to certain families. Like the only time sometimes I see some of my families is at funerals. And every time we go to the funeral or, you know, some of my friends, I'm like, yo, we got to quit meeting like this and hang out outside of here. But life happens and you get lost and you don't do it. And then you come back together again. So when I went out, it literally had me thinking about things that was way more important than a million dollars. And uh, my mindset wasn't right for the actual game of Survivor. You know what I mean? Like, it was fun. I had a blast. It was a great adventure. And I did pretty well considering. But, like, I just just wasn't going hard, I guess. It was like I I had a hard time lying. I didn't want to lie. And not that I won't do those things again. I might not be able to lie next time either because I just don't do it in my life. And it's hard for me because I am a grown ass woman. It's hard for me to change who I am in order to to play a play a game. Now, some people don't have a problem with it, but like, who knows? I'm going to try it. I'm going to go out there. I told Jeff, I said, man, you bring me back. I'm going to be a freaking villain. 
He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, if I could get myself focused and just concentrate on the money and just think of these people as a, as a, you know, just a stepping stone to get me that check. If I could do that, maybe I can win, but I don't know if I can do it. So we'll see. It'd be fun to try, though. I just submitted my uh, my audition tape today, actually, and Ooh. my entire thing was about how I'm going to lie my ass off the entire time. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, see, that's the thing, and that's the interesting part is because, like, if if you go out there and you're like, yo, I'm going to lie, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, well, you could tell the wrong lie, and everybody's like, yo, this dude's a liar. You can't believe nothing he says. And then, like I said, once you got that not trustworthy thing, ain't nobody trying to work with you, ain't, you know, whatever – so it could be a double-edged sword, you know? Uh, sure. Me, like, next time playing, people should know that I'm pretty loyal. The only reason why I turned on missing them was because they were turning on me. I was never – they were never taking me to the end. And I try to tell them the whole game, yo, I'm loyal, I'm with you, and then I find out they're trying to cut my throat. And it's like – you know what I'm saying? Like, But I would have stuck to them, but I, they were trying to stab me in the back. So hopefully next time going around, being loyal, uh, get me some cool points with the kids. Yeah, for sure. Elaine, before we wrap up, the first food you ate at Ponderosa, go. Uh, I ate some fries. I ate a steak, lobster. Uh, I drank a beer, drank a Coke. And then I went to the bathroom a whole lot because after you ain't eat nothing, <laughs> that, it just goes right through you. It lasted about five minutes. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible. When you go to Ponderosa, I promise you, you're going to go to the bathroom about 30, 40 times. Yeah. You will, it just, I'm telling you, man, your stomach is so tore up that it just, it just, you just can't, you can't deal with it. It's crazy. But yeah, I had a little bit of everything. Love it. it. Love it. So yeah, thank, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much, Elaine. Thanks, Elaine. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm not the best survivor player out there, and uh, I I'm not very strategical. But <laughs> you know, like in my season, I wasn't very strategical. But I've been doing a few of these podcasts, and I I think I got it down. As long as I go on and and just you know ramble some BS, y'all gonna buy it. So <laughs> I, I think you had some good takes, Elaine. It was good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, like being on the outside looking in, it's a lot easier to talk about what the shoulda, coulda, whatas, or or what you think's going to happen or whatever. But I know like in the moment, I know as a player in the moment, it's a lot harder to dictate on what, what's to come next. What's the right move? Like, cause you don't see, I don't see what so-and-so is saying or such and such saying, I didn't know they had a conversation. I don't know. I don't, you don't know so much that it's really hard to make just the simplest decision. And uh, yeah, it's, I find it so much better being on the outside making decisions because I make better decisions on the outside than I do on the inside. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it was fun, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys hollering at me. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, of course. And have a good night. All right. I appreciate it. Bye, guys. See ya. We'll be back after next week's episode to recap that one. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you could follow us at Soul Survivor Pod. And if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel where this video, where this podcast will be posted, you could subscribe to us at Soul Survivor Podcast. Thanks, everyone.